Hallelujah. Praise God. This is Pastor Derek and I'm so glad to be back to you with this podcast on spiritual fathers and sons. Actually, I just felt I needed to share more on some of the truths of sonship that uh I probably didn't get a chance to share with you at the camp. But what an awesome Jesus lovers boot camp uh we've just come back from and I'm sure your lives will never be the same in Jesus mighty name. We are so glad to have met each one of you that's pastor Kim and myself and we know and we've prayed and uh we believe that you were handpicked for God's glory himself. So, you know, like the Bible says put away everything that entangles you, the sin that so in- easily entangles you and you know, look forward to the glory that awaits you. uh keep your heart uh keep your heart from all kinds of distractions and uh you know uh just be in his presence because we know that this season is very special for you we already have been hearing so many testimonies of god's unfailing love uh from the camp from each one of you and we know that this is only going to grow bigger as the as the days go by So anyway just get to get back to my topic so I you know I'm doing this basically for uh the topic spiritual fathers and sons I know many of you had questions and so I thought of recording this uh small short uh you know I hope it's short <laughs> a concise topic on spiritual fathers and sons So let's begin so spiritual fathers and sons is one of the most powerful truths in the bible uh and it can be a great source of blessing if it's done properly by the spirit of god now there's one problem area is that when it's not done properly it gets done in the flesh and then it can be the most damaging doctrines that can happen you know in the church uh currently right now in in the christian zone there are so many you know people going around calling themselves fathers uh when they should not even be calling themselves one uh, they actually ravenous wolves on the inside who you know basically want to seek and manipulate and rule and be a benefactor over God's children so i pray that through this teaching you'll have the understanding and discernment uh and you will be open to allowing the holy spirit to lead you uh you know at the right time to find your spiritual father uh i pray that you will seek god carefully on this critical issue and not do anything in the flesh uh, as you know the flesh profits nothing but the word of god uh which is spirit and life profit will give you you know life in everything you do so to begin with sonship is not something you teach because you understand it as a doctrine or you know all the rules it's something you become because of the revelation that is living inside of you i remember telling god that i cannot see anyone as a spiritual father in my vicinity uh you know there was a lot of talk about spiritual fathers and i i'm going to give you practical examples from my life so i did not have a spiritual father for 15 years in fact i just met my spiritual father 3 months ago and what a joy it was it was divine it was heaven ordained and uh that's what i'm going to teach you so that you don't make any mistake that will send you in the wrong direction 
but you will because uh, spiritual sonship and fatherhood is completely heaven ordained and has everything to do only with the spirit of god leading you to it so it's not that you see somebody you like somebody in the flesh and decide that he's going to be your father it will never work it has to be done by the spirit of god so you know yeah i was telling you, i met my spiritual father 3 months ago and i'll tell you how i you know how we, how the holy spirit brought brought it about but it was awesome but i didn't have a spiritual father for 15 years in my walk with the lord and so you shouldn't be very worried about if you don't have a spiritual father right now and i'll tell you why uh, you know as we go through the teaching but i remember one day um, you know everybody had one and i also got anxious and i asked god i said everybody got a spiritual father i don't have one uh you know i could not see any person in the, in my vicinity who could qualify as being a spiritual father and uh, neither was i led by the holy spirit so i had no revelation on it uh, but i remember the lord spoke clearly back to me and he said why don't you become one and that's when i started to actually forget about myself and god began opening my eyes to see so many young believers you too were lost and needed a spiritual father it's not that you know uh, we went about asking people to be our children but you know people youth would just come and they would not leave and that's when we realized that these were the children god gave us uh, to make them move into their destiny and by the by the way that's the ultimate reason of a spiritual father he's one who will move you into your god given calling he's not one who will pick the phone whole day and chat with you but he's one who will pass on knowledge information revelation uh teaching impartation uh you know his mantle and uh, he will propel you into uh, your god given destiny so before we go any further uh you know i just want to uh, give you some context biblical context on the uh, on spiritual fathers so you know it's uh, established in the word of god and uh, nobody will be able to you know uh, kind of you you won't be double minded so the term spiritual father and sons are you can look at it in the bible as paul referred to both timothy and titus as spiritual sons you can see that in 2 timothy 1 2 and titus 1 4 uh paul also spoke in the spiritual sense of having fa- fathers in the faith so if you look at 1 corinthians 4:15 he says even if you had 10000 guardians in christ you do not have many fathers for in christ jesus i became your father through the gospel so over here paul indicates to the church of corinth that you know because he shared the gospel to them in a general sense they became his children of course the gospel was revealed by revealed to paul and that came to all of us so he was talking specifically to the church of corinth that in a general sense they were like his children uh since they were born you know since they received this great revelation through his ministry so in a way he was a father to them however paul says of timothy and you can see that in in the same uh, verse in 1 corinthians 4:17 he says for this reason i have sent timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the lord who will remind you of my ways in christ as i teach everywhere in in church so over here he calls timothy not a son but a beloved son so there's a difference between 
being a general father to you know uh the people you give the gospel uh you know pastors can be to their congregation uh you know but you know i'm not a spiritual father to my whole congregation but yeah there are certain children within my congregation who you know are our spiritual sons and daughters and uh, their relationship is very different and uh, of course we'll go through that uh, through an example from the bible where we'll touch on different aspects and that's what i wanted to actually share with you so that you see this topic uh, you know from all angles and you just don't see it as you know a feather in your cap that you need to have and oh you know now everything is going to be uh, awesome because now i got a spiritual father and so you know i can keep worrying him so that's not the intention that's not the objective of a spiritual father uh, you know that you get to quote his name and you feel great pride that you know you're connected to someone great that's just pride uh the whole idea of spiritual sonship and fatherhood is a uh, very 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 deep and uh it's basically something that god has established and i'll tell you why also he's done it as we go through the example amen so i hope these scriptures would have you know given you at least some grounding you can also look at philippians 2:19 to 22 he says i hope in the lord jesus christ to send timothy to you soon that i also may be cheered when i receive news about you i have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare for everyone looks out for their own interests not those of jesus christ but you know that timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father he has served me in the work of the gospel um yeah so you know paul had great regard uh to timothy uh because he proved himself and uh you know paul uh you can read 1 timothy 2 timothy it's where he 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 basically charges timothy to you know take on the good work that he started in uh, 2 timothy he actually gives him correction you can you can read those two they are powerful they are the most powerful books of a father to his son to a son for guidance spiritual guidance those are the most two amazing books okay so let's start with uh, what is the function of a spiritual father so like i said uh, your spiritual father is not so that you can go and you know put it on all your social media and you know uh if he's of some stature you know brag about him but basically uh, the function of a spiritual father is to of a spiritual father is to ensure that his son or daughter reaches their god-given destiny in Christ Jesus in the shortest time span so if you were supposed to take 40 years the idea is to bring you to a position in 7 years that's you know i'm just giving you a fictitious number but uh, it's basically to reduce so the mistakes that you probably would make on your own your spiritual father will help you avoid those in fact the mistakes he made he'll make sure you don't make it and where he left you can take up from so that puts you at a very very competitive advantage that's why god allows you sometimes to go through a lot of uh, you know you go through a lot of uh, problems but uh, then when you develop a heart of a father you make sure that nobody else goes through that so you end up being a blessing to many people and they don't have to take the same turns you took uh, they can take off from where you left and you know 
do some awesome uh, you know awesome be an awesome blessing to the body of Christ so it's also to pass on uh, critical knowledge like i said understanding wisdom counsel and blessing to your spiritual sons and daughters and it's also to uh, for a son or a daughter to receive the grace and the mantle that is upon the father now that mantle and that grace will ensure that uh, you won't have to struggle in the things your father struggled to conquer so what he conquered will because you are his spiritual son it will flow uh, you know because of the grace that was in on his life it will flow into your life and uh, this is something that i've seen consistent throughout the whole bible um, you know just like paul established timothy jesus established his disciples um and we also see how elijah and elisha naomi and ruth uh, you know all these were great examples of uh, spiritual fathers and spiritual sons and daughters so today in this teaching we are going to look at uh, uh basically 1 kings 1919 if you have your bibles you can get it uh, we're going to look at the example of elijah who is a spiritual father to elisha which is spiritual son so just to give you some background elijah just had the most glorious victory and uh, shortly after that he received a death threat from a woman called jezebel now he began to run and got into depression finally he met with god and had a, had a conversation about how he was so jealous for god and that he was the only prophet left and people were seeking his life to take it away now the lord told him to do three things immediately and uh, you can read it uh, i'm actually reading from 1 kings um, 19 15 and the lord said to him go return on your way to the wilderness of damascus and when you arrive you shall anoint hazael to be the king over syria jehu the son of nimshi you shall anoint to be king of israel and elisha the son of shaphat of abimelo abimola you shall anoint to be the prophet in your place and uh, the one who escapes from the sword of hazael uh, shall jehu put to death and the one who escapes from the sword of jehu shall elisha put to death yet i will leave 7000 in israel all knees who have not bowed down to bow to baal and every mouth that has not kissed him so basically these were instructions from god to elijah saying go and anoint elisha he's going to replace you so lesson number 1 and you can make note if you want uh, spiritual fathers and sons come by revelation and not by selection or any feeling in the natural so here we can see a direct instruction from god to the prophet elijah to anoint elijah for the ministry how do we know that god how do we know that god had been preparing elisha all the time well if you look at elisha's response to god's call over his life through the prophet elijah elijah his response shows you that he was waiting day and night over the years for this action from god and i i want you to read this because it it's just simply amazing uh i kept reading this to understand once elijah called elisha to the ministry you know his reaction left me stunned so if you read from 19 onwards uh, 1 kings 19 19 it 
So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak on him, and he left the oxen. This is talking about Elisha. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, "Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you." And he said to him, "Go back, for what have I done to you?" And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. You know, when I read this example uh, of his response, of Elijah's response to Elijah's call, of uh, you know, being a father to him, it tells me something that number one. This guy was plowing. The Bible says with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him. That means he didn't have one. You know, one one yoke will have two oxen. He had twelve yokes, so probably twenty four uh, uh, cows, oxen were there. So he was pre- he's pretty rich. Is I mean, you know, people barely had one or two. He had twelve, so he was a well established man. That tells you, um, you know, people knew him. He was a man of stature. He was wealthy. uh he himself was uh in front with the 12 that means it tells you he was busy about doing his work but it also tells you that as soon as elijah put his mantle on him he jumped to the occasion that means this guy was being prepared all his life he was waiting for this moment he if you ask me i'm just in my heart i know that elisha would have been praying for this moment all the days of his life because he knew god was preparing him for something and so he was faithful in what god had given him right now and i want to tell you one very important thing for you to move into your spiritual father uh you know under the calling of your spiritual father is to be faithful currently in what you're doing you know why would god ever give you a spiritual father let me ask you that question because that's the next point i want to talk about it's only when a spiritual father will come into your life when you have been uh been faithful in what you're doing and now you know you have a ministerial calling and uh, you know there something has to pass on to you so that you can begin to work in the kingdom of god and do the things god has called you that's the reason a spiritual father comes why would a spiritual father come into the life of a person who's not obedient not coming to church not uh, being a son in the house where he's currently you know living life casually you don't need a son you need a pastor with a rod i mean you don't need a spiritual father you need a pastor with a rod who will discipline you and you know bring you to your senses uh i don't think spiritual fathers you know uh, are given to everybody precisely for this reason because there are very a lot of immature sons uh so that's why you can't have the whole congregation get up after hearing a teaching on sonship and say we want to become your spiritual sons because they are not faithful currently in the things that they are doing so here's a very important to you important thing to you what are you currently faithful uh doing in the house where god has placed you in your life in the in the current ministry that god has kept you are you faithful are you you know sharing what god has given you are you raising others up are you you know a blessing or you know are you not uh you know doing anything for the kingdom so 
keep this in mind. It's very important. You don't need a spiritual father when you are not doing anything for the kingdom or you've not been preparing yourself. You can see very well from Elisha's response that when the minute Elijah called him, he jumped. He killed those twelve oxen right in front there and there. Sacrificed them, boiled them up, distributed it to the whole neighborhood, and he jumped and he began to assist Elijah. What does that tell you? That this guy was day and night praying because he knew that the life he was living, there was a greater call on it. I want to ask you, the life that you are now living, are you satisfied living it, or do you somewhere deep within your heart know that there is a greater call on your life? If you know there is a greater call on your life, can I urge you to start preparing yourself, because your spiritual father will come at the right time. You know they say when the when the student is ready the teacher shows up. It's exactly like this. When when the when uh, Elisha was ready, Elijah showed up. So God will never send you a spiritual father when you're not even obeying the voice of the you know of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're not obedient to simple teachings. Uh, you know you always want your way out. So uh, you know use this point uh, to start preparing yourself because I can guarantee you. If you have a desire to serve God, and you have a ministry calling on your life, God is going to be sending your spiritual father, but He needs you in this time to start getting prepared, to prepare yourself, uh, so that when God brings that divine connection, you will not uh, make contempt out of it. You will not make light of it. You will understand the seriousness. You will burn everything that you ever held on to. You will cut all, you know, all the things that you were ever holding to. I mean, they won't even you won't even have to think about it because this relationship is the highest relationship. You will treat it as gold. You know, there are so many sons, uh, you know, we've had in the past, and uh, some of them are there, some are not with us. But one thing I always told them is, you know, the day you make light of this relationship, you'll stop receiving. Because sons are sustained by instruction, that means the day you stop receiving my instruction, that's the day you you will also stop being a son because you'll stop receiving from a father. So you know this is a very delicate relationship. You don't want to enter a spiritual uh, father relationship when you're not prepared. I just thank God. God kept me for fifteen years because now I know the relationship. Now I know who my father is, and I'm not taking this relationship lightly. Uh, you know, I'm preparing myself every day to make sure that I'm I'm absolutely focused in what you know uh, my father is doing, what he's achieving, and the grace he's moving. Uh, you know, I'm I'm super sensitive to all these things right now because I want to move in the same grace. So I just thought I'll share that with you. Uh, I hope that blessed you. It really did bless. So very important thing is. Uh, number one, spiritual fatherhood comes by direct revelation. So it's not something you can decide who's the best father currently in your town and decide that I want go up to him and say I want to be a father. It needs to come by revelation, and I'll explain that to you. So uh, two months before I met uh, my father and I and he he accepted me and his spiritual son, I began to get uh, dreams and visions about. Uh, my spiritual father who's passed beside you, and this would happen, you know, every almost alternate day. I would end up 
praying for him because while i was praying for others in tongues uh, he would end up coming in my in my uh, you know when i interpreting my own tongue and i would end up praying for him and now i have no i have not spoken to him like for years uh you know I, while i know him uh it's not that i am close to him but i began to see that god was stirring something in the spirit because i would end up praying for him almost every alternate day i began to sense such joy i began to see dreams of him and uh, then i just had this great intent and desire in my heart that i need to meet him guess what within two days i get an invitation to come and meet him from uh, from one of the uh, one of his core members in his team and they invite us to come and uh, god opens his door where we get to meet him i share all this with him and he confirms it and you know uh, we just knew that this was a bonding in the spirit that god wanted us to meet each other another thing is that uh, what i sensed uh, recently is when god has a, a a different calling for you or let me not share it let let's go on and i'll share it for you a little differently okay um so let me say this over you if you got a different call over your life are you sensing it uh if you're a misfit in society or your heart beats faster when you're closer to the things of god or you know that what you're currently doing is nothing close to what desire god has placed in your life then be assured that god will bring your spiritual father at the right time but it needs to come through revelation it cannot be through selection um now god had pre- been preparing him during his waiting time i already covered this with you um in verse 19 it says elijah cast his cloak on him and elisha had the spiritual intelligence to know and interpret that this was the final call of god on his life for the ministry he was trained and called for he immediately ran after elijah this is exactly what i'm saying when you have been preparing yourself when you have been hungry for the desires that god has put in your life when you have counted dung everything else and you have began to pursue the the desire that god has put in when your spiritual father shows up you will not even think twice because now it will become revelation to you you will drop everything but if you are not a person who is hungry you are not a person who is in the things of god you are distracted by everything in the world you, the things of god are not number 1 in your life uh you're currently living against the word of god then you really don't need a spiritual father and even if he comes you'll never recognize him and uh, even if you try to create one that relationship will never last that's why i said it it is ordained by the holy spirit uh you know like my father said which i'll repeat sons are born out of revelation and sustained by instruction i'm going on repeating this because it's so important because i've seen so many people uh, destroy their lives because they went in their flesh to get a father and instead of that they progressing for, you know further in the gospel they've gone 10 years backward and some have got even depressed and demoralized and disheartened because their father was not able to make time for them and uh, you know it was just not birthed in the spirit so just because you hear this teaching on spiritual sonship it doesn't mean you have to now go back and get one uh if god doesn't start it you should not be the one trying to look out for it you can definitely pray for one uh, like i did uh and god will definitely meet that request at the right time so be careful and follow the spirit now another thing uh, you know from elisha you learn that uh, 
you know spiritual sons must make a commitment be willing to submissively submissively serve continue be loyal through difficulties be willing to assume responsibility as needed in verse 21 elisha took 12 yoke of oxen and you know made a sacrifice out of them uh, this was the sacrifice elisha made to follow a spiritual father you know many sons are not able to make sacrifices they just want the benefits of being under a spiritual father but you look at their life the zero sacrifice they've not made any sacrifice uh you know to follow their spiritual father uh and so that relationship doesn't last uh rather it turns to offense uh i can't think of any sacrifices sons have made to be obedient and follow a spiritual father but you need to make them just like elisha did the end of verse 21 says he arose and went after elijah and uh, assisted him even though elijah was frustrated and old he never left him he always stayed by him and refreshed him uh some more important points uh i don't know if you un- if you caught this one but elijah never had a spiritual father father as i know and neither did paul neither did moses and so all believers don't need one like i already explained it's when you're ready counted the cost prepared for a work that you know god is assigned for that's when you need a spiritual father to guide you otherwise uh, what's the use of you know having one when there's no agenda uh, for the kingdom on your heart so i've already given you my personal example so i can leave it at that um so now we see something let's move on to uh two kings and we're going to go to the part where elijah is moving up to heaven and it came well i'm reading from 2 kings uh, chapter 2 verse 1 and it came to pass when the lord would take up elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that elijah went with elisha from gilgal and elisha and elijah said to elisha tarry here i pray thee for the lord hath sent me to bethel and elisha said unto him as the lord liveth and as thy soul liveth i will not leave thee so they went down to bethel and the sons of the prophets that were there at bethel came forth to elisha and said to him knowest thou that the lord will take away thy master from thy head today and he said yea i know it hold you holy your peace and elijah said to him elisha tarry here i pray thee for the lord hath sent me to jericho and he said as long as the lord liveth and as thy soul liveth i will not leave thee so he they came to jericho and the sons of the prophets that were jericho came to elisha and said to him knowest thou that the lord will take away thy master from thy head today and he answered yea i know it hold your peace and elijah said to him tarry i pray thee here for the lord hath sent me to jordan and he said as long as the lord liveth i'll i you know basically i'm not going to leave you alone and the two went and 50 men of the sons of prophets went and stood to view afar off and they too stood by the jordan and elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so they both went on dry ground and it came to pass that when they were gone over that elijah said to elisha ask what i shall do for thee before i had be taken up from thee and elisha said i pray thee let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me and he said thou hast asked a hard thing nevertheless if you if you see me when i'm taken from thee 
it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. So here we see that, uh, you know, uh, what a commitment Elisha showed to Elijah, you know, despite Elijah trying to put him off three times, uh, he would never leave him. He continued because he knew, uh, he knew that Elijah was someone in the spirit realm. He knew that he had a place in eternity. He knew that uh, there was a mantle over his life and this mantle was going to come to him. Uh, he knew that this revelation of father-son relationship was ordained by God. He knew this. That's why he would not leave him. And that's all the difference, you know. When when it's not ordained by God, people get offended and hurt with the smallest things. Because, you know, understand this. Your spiritual father will not always have the time to open all your mails and read it and respond to you. And that's where you need to kill every thought. And, you know, you need to hang on because you understand who your father is in the spirit. That's exactly what Elisha did. He would not let Elijah go anywhere out of his sight. Even though his father told him ten, three times, you know, that uh, would you stay here, please? God has told me to go here. He said, you know, as long as your soul liveth, I'm going to go with you. And uh, Elisha knew better to hold on. Um, today we have sons replacing spiritual fathers like clothes. You know, they get offended and decide they knew they need a new father. It's because they were never born of revelation. They were just in it for feel-good and physical benefits. It fed their pride to be close to a man of God. But such sons can never receive a spiritual inheritance because they cannot see who their father is in the spirit. Remember this line. I've seen many people who have come into our lives uh, claim to you know get great insight from God. But, you know, within a matter of one month or two months, they got offended, they got hurt and they left. Because as a spiritual father, one of the things that you're going to receive is correction. And uh, most of them never knew they would get corrected, so they left. Uh, that's exactly when it's done in the flesh. That's when you think you're going to get something. Uh, you think that you need to do something because you see an anointing on a person's life. That's not the reason to get a spiritual father. It has to come as revelation to you. So, if you if you really want to know how Elisha served Elijah, you can also look at 2 Kings 3.11. There's a beautiful verse there. Elisha's service to his spiritual father was told off in this way. Uh, it said there, Here is Elisha, the son of Shapat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. So that was the level of service that, uh, you know, Elisha was known to provide Elijah. He was the guy who, you know, poured water on the hands of Elijah. What a way to uh, introduce a son that, you know, he's the guy who has been taking care of his every need. You know, pouring water on a father's hand is, uh, you know, is a, is a figure of speech. 
but it's basically how somebody means you can't get closer to this i mean jesus washed his disciples feet and elisha gets to be the guy who pours water on his hands uh before he probably ate or you know he took care of everything right from his eating so a statement like this basically tells me he took care of elijah's every need um now look at this part when elijah asked elisha what he needed elisha said he needed a double portion of your anointing and he said uh, he said something to him it, he says it's it's a very hard thing but if you can see me when i'm taken from you it will be so unto you so let me ask you this question can you see who your father is in the spiritual realm ask god to give you eyes that you can see uh, you know paul prayed uh, the efficient prayer where he says uh, uh, i keep asking the glorious father uh, you know that he gives you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better and that the eyes of your understanding may be open that you may know the hope to which he has called you so you know the bible teaches you that you got eyes uh spiritualize you've got a spiritual mind you've got a spiritual heart uh but you know basically what elijah was saying is if you can see me it what i understand and what the holy spirit revealed to me it's not that you physically could see those horses but what he was trying to tell him is if you could see how i am taken up and i believe it was spiritual it was it really happened uh just like you remember you know uh, El- i think elisha and gehazi uh, they were surrounded by the army syrian army and elisha prayed you know god open his eyes and when he opened his eyes he saw that those who are with him you know he saw so many chariots of burning fire that those with us are greater than those who are against us uh again to the natural eye there was nobody except one prophet and one servant and a full army but when his eyes were opened he saw all on the hills chariots of fire so the same thing this is what i believe happened where elijah basically told elisha if you have the spiritual eyes to see me when i'm being taken you will have a double portion and guess what uh, Eli- elisha had the eyes to see his father in the spirit and he saw the chariots of fire and that's when he screamed out father father the chariots the chariots and uh, you know that's where he got the double portion so you know if why am i telling you this uh i was recently praying for my spiritual father and god was giving me insight into this new relationship that i've i have been placed into uh, the grace where i can receive from my spiritual father and uh, while i was praying i suddenly saw my spiritual father the grace that he carries and it was marvelous i saw it in the spirit and immediately my eyes were open and i knew that this relationship that i'm into uh, which god has placed me in is for the long haul it's not for the short one it's for nations and uh, i the minute i saw it i received i told my wife immediately our ministry is not no longer going to be local it's going to be for nations why because i've stepped into my father's calling i've stepped into the grace of my father because i've seen my father he's not a local 
he's not in a local dimension he's in a national or a nationwide revival uh anointing and that's what uh, you know when i saw it i knew that that anointing is going that we are going to be part of that anointing uh so i hope you could understand that i'll give you a scripture to back you on that you can see 2 corinthians 5:16 he says wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh yea though we have known christ after the flesh yet now henceforth know we him no more this simply means that you can once you come into the kingdom of god don't look at your pastor as a man in the flesh because if you look at him or you'll see only his weakness try and see who he is in the spirit and if you get a revelation into that you'll begin to receive that's exactly what this principle is once you get a revelation of who your father is in the spiritual spiritual realm you'll be able to tap into the grace into the mantle now what was that mantle that mantle which fell and this is why spiritual fathers are given spiritual fathers are given not so you can feel cozy and you can you know come with your problems every time and get a solution it is basically for a great task that is ahead so god brings your father who's carrying a greater mantle so that you can live under that mantle and immediately after that you can see what elijah elisha does he uh, he basically goes and uh, you know he goes back to the jordan he took the mantle of elijah and he smote the water and says where is the god of elijah so he called on his father's name he says where is the god of my father and when he had smitten the waters they parted so exactly what elijah did elisha began to operate in and much more uh so the mantle is transferred when the calling has to move to another level remember this when you are working at a church level and god needs you to move at a higher region country or nation national level he will have to get you to come under greater greater mantle for a greater power authority anointing and understanding that's exactly what happened to elisha after the mantle of elijah fell on him he operated in greater influence power that he had ever operated in he was able to break curses over nations make unfruitful lands become fruitful change the taste of their waters remove poison from food raise the dead to the extent that his bones were so full of anointing that even when he died and someone was thrown in his grave that dead man rose again upon touching his uh bones so you know this is what i wanted to share with you on spiritual sonship and and fatherhood um you know there's much much more but i think this is a good starting point uh for you um one thing that i would like to share i don't know how much time we've already gone or it's already 40 minutes or 45 minutes um let me just share this with you uh some some guidelines for you to distinguish between a true fathers and you know fathers uh, men who are just calling themselves father the best example you can use is jesus so what did jesus do uh remember this that jesus even though he was the master of all he worked the hardest among all his disciples so what will a true spiritual father do he will basically push all his children into their calling 
that's exactly what Jesus do. Did he may not, you know, push you when you are ready because uh, you know you are never pushed when you are ready. You you are pushed when when the Lord believes you need to go in. When your spiritual father needs you need to start going in. That's where you need to show responsibility and take it up because he is seeing something you cannot see. But the thing is, if you do not agree with that and you do not trust his judgment, you will start doing things in your own flesh. And then what will happen is you will not be able to move with that grace that God has kept for you. So, you know, think about it. Jesus put Judas in charge of the money bag. Uh, you know, that's basically the heart of a father. Even though he knows you have limitations or you have problems, he, Jesus still, you think Jesus never knew about Judas? He knew very well. He could have put two people to check his bag after he collected all the money every day. But he never did it. He trusted him. So through fathers trust their sons. They don't manipulate them. They don't force them. Through fathers share, you know, their own pulpit with their sons. You know, uh, you know, we share our pulpit with our children. We celebrate their success. Uh, you know, fake fathers will control them. You know, make sure that they never rise above them. Uh, make sure that, you know, they only get to do everything. They will use them, manipulate them, make them feel bad. But a true father will be so happy if his children, you know, uh, go even beyond them. That's why Jesus said, not only what I did, but you'll do greater works. Because he was celebrating what he, you know, what he was looking at his children doing even much more greater works. And he was celebrating them. A true father will, you know, will always correct. Uh, he will always encourage, yes, he will always guide, counsel. He'll do all that, but he'll also make sure that, you know, uh, you are put in responsible positions. Uh, you know, you take accountability. Uh, yeah, he'll rebuke you from time to time. That's also a part uh, of being a spiritual father. So I'm just throwing these things at you so you understand, uh, you know, when you see fake fathers... Uh, there are a lot of them going around. So be aware of, you know, uh, which ones you choose. Uh, like I always said, allow the Holy Spirit to do the choosing for you. Uh, you prepare your heart before that so that when the time comes and you're ready, uh, God will bring the right Father in your path. So I hope this teaching blessed you. Uh, you know, like I said, you don't need a spiritual Father just because we've thought on it. Uh, but at the right time, uh, if you pray and seek God and prepare your heart, God will bring a spiritual father in your life to bless you. So I'm excited for all of you. Uh, um, but uh, it's been a joy speaking to you through this. Uh, I can't call it a podcast. It's gone almost to an hour. But uh, I thought let me just give you some more information so that it will clear all your doubts. And uh, God bless you. We love you. And... Uh, we hope to be connected with you and see you grow into world leaders for Jesus. God bless you.